Dr. Zenas Gehrig, when he was a baby, he was pronounced dead at birth. His aunt refused to accept the diagnosis and she wrapped him up and kept him warm. And somehow miraculously, he came back to life. Then we are told two years later, he had another brush with death. He was run over by a large metal wheel of a hayloader, but he didn't die. Then when he was eight years old, he gave his heart to the Lord. He became a Christian. In the same room that he had been declared dead earlier, and Dr. Gehrig went on to live until age 84. Now, Dr. Gehrig was an unassuming leader who did an incredible job. His work was profound. And what we have done in this book is to share his story and uh, all that he did in trying to set up these institutions. He did a lot of research and things to get accreditation status because he wanted the institution to be of a high caliber so that it, the education you, you got would be on par with the education you would get if you went overseas. What if writing a book is not just a way to transform the lives of many people, but also a way to create financial freedom and leave a legacy? Wouldn't you want to find out just how to do that? Well, that's what this show is all about. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkiss, sporter, speaker, coach, author of Podcasts Power and the host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast, inviting you to listen to the Entrepreneur Secrets podcast brought to you by C. Ruth Taylor, best-selling in the author and the Caribbean's most trusted voice on entrepreneurship. Tune in for inspiration, information, and innovation to write and win with books. Get ready to dominate entrepreneurship. Greetings, entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 10 of the Entrepreneur Secrets podcast. I'm your host, C. Ruth Taylor, and this is a show where we give you the roadmap to win with books beyond book sales and dominate entrepreneurship. We want to make the Caribbean the home of independent publishing. And this week, I'm kickstarting a series called Untold Stories. And uh, I'll be talking about how we can preserve the mission of a school, my alma mater, through writing, how we can lend support to people and institutions by sharing their stories of impact and transformation. And this is one of my entrepreneurship ventures, the first of its kind for me to honor people and places in the Caribbean who are doing a great work. We want to showcase the good in Nazareth and change the derogatory cultural perceptions that sometimes we as Caribbean people have about our region and others have. And we want to showcase the excellence within our region, preserve the legacy of people and places that are doing wonderful things and also to lend support. So my book, Untold Stories, Volume 1, I'm going to share the story behind that book and the launch is going to be July 10. That's next week. 
and uh, this is a solo show today. I'm going to be telling you all about it and uh, what you can expect from untold stories. But before I get into that, let's have a word from our sponsor, Frame Art Jamaica Limited. Come to Frame Art Jamaica Limited for your one-stop framing, graphic design, and printing needs. We frame photos, certificates, paintings, t-shirts, and so much more. You can also get high-quality prints and framing done in a quick turnaround time to fit your budget. Visit Frame Art Jamaica at 22C Old Hope Road, Kingston 5, weekdays 8.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us at 876-929-3058 or visit us at info at frameartjamaica.com. Serving you for over 30 years. All right, so I'm really, really, really excited. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Dr. Vivian Carr and the staff at the Caribbean Graduate School of Theology, CJSD. And I also want to shout out Dr. David Corbin because he was instrumental in this process as well as I tried to flesh out my ideas. So let me give you the back story. I am a doctoral student at Bucky Graduate University in um, Seattle. I do the online program. I will have to go up at some point to do some aspects of the program, but it's primarily online. And when I did my first course, it was uh, Appreciative Inquiry and Community Development. That was the name of the course. And in it, we had to do a study of uh, a community. And I chose to study the community of Olympic Gardens. And they introduced us to appreciative inquiry, which is an approach to research where instead of starting with the deficit in a region or company, you look at the good that is there and then you seek to create more of that. So in doing that, my eyes were opened to the good in Olympic Gardens, which is an inner city community. I grew up partially in Olympic Gardens and there's a stigma attached, you know, to inner cities. And it's like, can anything good come out of that? And yet as a Christian, it caused me to think about what they said about Jesus. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Out of Nazareth, Jesus's hometown, came the most influential person in all of history. To me, the greatest person in all of history, the savior of the whole world. So something great came out of a community that nobody thought anything good could come out of. And in Luke, when we're told the story, when Philip introduced Jesus to Nathaniel, Nathaniel was like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And uh, Philip turned to Nathaniel and said, come and see. So can anything good come out of the Caribbean? Many people feel like in order to thrive, you have to leave the Caribbean region or you have to leave a developing country. But good can come from your region and not everybody has to leave to go overseas to do a great thing. For example, we have Usain Bolt and a lot of our other athletes here in Jamaica who trained at home and became 
world-class athletes dominating the field, showing that we didn't always have to send our athletes to the U.S. for them to excel. No, the reality is sometimes your region doesn't have what it takes in the era of your gifting and the opportunities for you to thrive. But where possible, sometimes we need to focus on our own acres of diamond and see what we can build and do here before we begin to go to greener fields. So Untold Stories is part of an abundant collective where I'm highlighting people and places in the Caribbean who are creating an impact. And then I want to use the series to support them. And it showcases what we can do with books. So this one wasn't supposed to be the first book. CJSD wasn't supposed to be the focus. If you're just joining CJSD's Caribbean Graduate School of Theology, that's where I did my master's in, in theology. It's my alma mater. I had written another book that had several people from different Caribbean islands who I refer to as agents of transformation, who changed the narrative in their families, in their communities and are doing a great work. So I had about 12 persons so far in that series. I gathered their stories. And when I was doing the 20 books of 2020, that manuscript was compiled. But then one day I was at CJSD. I was invited to do a presentation and the then academic scholar in residence, Dr. Delana Palmas um, said, why don't you consider helping CJSD? I was considering helping my other alma mater, JTS, with some fundraising because I, I heard a story of how two men wrote a book, shared a story, and used that book to bring attention and awareness to a cause. And they raised about $250,000 for their cause. And they were able to go to the UN and different things. So I'm saying, what if I could do something similar with a book and help my alma mater because they're in need of some financial support as well. And that gave rise to Untold Stories Volume 1. I parked the other book. <laughs> or put it aside and I said the same way I wrote that book is the same way I would want to write this one. And uh, so that is why CJST is the first to benefit from it. And I thought how fitting because my degree is in transformational leadership. So highlighting the institutions and people who are having a transformational impact would be so cool. So in this book, Untold Stories, Volume 1, I share the story of Dr. Zenas Gehrig, who is uh, from North America. He's from the U.S. He came to the Caribbean and he saw the good in the Caribbean and he formed two institutions of higher learning, primarily for Christians. And he did so well that he even got a national honor from Jamaica. But his story... His backstory is what is so gripping. Dr. Zenas Gehrig, when he was a baby, he was pronounced dead at birth. His aunt refused to accept the diagnosis and she wrapped him up and kept him warm. And somehow, miraculously, 
he came back to life. Then we are told two years later, he had another brush with death. He was run over by a large metal wheel of a hayloader, but he didn't die. Then when he was eight years old, he gave his heart to the Lord. He became a Christian. In the same room that he had been declared dead earlier, and Dr. Gehrig went on to live until age 84. Now, Dr. Gehrig was an unassuming leader who did an incredible job. His work was profound. And what we have done in this book is to share his story and uh, all that he did in trying to set up these institutions. He did a lot of research and things to get accreditation status because he wanted the institution to be of a high caliber so that it, the education you, you got would be on par with the education you would get if you went overseas. So he did a lot of work and his story is very inspiring. For about 10 years with the first school that he started, it he had only about 13 students but he never gave up and his miraculous story of resurrection and preservation and just his vision that we could build something in the Caribbean that would have great impact is just profound so what we've done in this book is to not only share his story but highlight 12 of the graduates outstanding graduates in the institution's first 20 years that is with CJST and give you the history of CJST. Dr. Gehrig's legacy lives on. And in the, we, we've included even in the book some of the tributes. And his son, Stan Gehrig, wrote the foreword for the book and we hope to bring him on. I hope to bring on some of the outstanding graduates whose stories are in this book that they can share their story of impact and then i want to encourage my listening audience to go to cjc's page and make a financial donation and to encourage persons to go to this school It is said that the leader who does not raise up a successor has failed and our lord jesus left a masterful example when he departed the earthly scene he left 12 apostles as chief leaders and a company of disciples from which they could choose other leaders jesus ensured his mission continued after him and so did dr gehrig dr gehrig had a vision of raising up indigenous caribbean leaders and this has been demonstrated in the leadership of the institutions he founded. So as it relates to the Caribbean Graduate School of Theology, he led it for five years in 1987 to 1992. After him, we had Dr. Dumem Noeliste of Haiti, who was the first indigenous president from 1992 to 2007. Then we had Dr. Las Newman from Jamaica, who served as the second president 2008 to 2013. Dr. John Keane served as acting president from 2003 until Dr. Corbin from Trinidad, David Corbin took hold of the reins in 2017 to 2020. And then we have the current president who's the first female president who started 
her reign in 2020. And so we want to also bring her on and interview her. So CJST, Karen Graduate School of Theology, is just about five minutes away from the Halfway Tree Transport Center. The school started in 1986 with 20 students, 12 part-time, eight full-time, and uh, it had its first graduation exercise in 1989. In its 35-year history, CJC has trained over 700 graduates who are currently serving across the length and breadth of the Caribbean. Its ministry reaches beyond the Caribbean region to such places as the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, and Africa. Like its founder, Dr. Gehrig, many go on to attain terminal degrees, and they occupy key leadership positions in the church and in their Caribbean society at large. Some are lawyers, some are in government, some in law enforcement, business, and of course, like me, some are in publishing. <laughs> but the students are doing well, and they've had various programs over the years. I did the MA in theology. There was also the MA in biblical studies. There was the MA in Christian education, the MA in counseling psychology, and they were the first institution to have their psychology program degree accredited. So CJC has accomplished a number of firsts and we don't want to see the institution die. We want to see the vision and the flame of Dr. Gehrig, his flame for transformation. We want that to continue. And that is my latest authorpreneurship venture, but I want to interview the graduates so that you can hear more about their stories. So these 12 stories are amazing. It was one of the books that took me a while. I didn't write it fast. I'm known to write fast, but it took me about at least nine months. Started writing here and there, but because of the extensive research that I had to do, and then I had to wait on the participants to supply their stories, it was a challenge. And uh, I'm so grateful for the support. Of course, in terms of this kind of agreement, terms of writing a book, you have to ensure that things are in place. So we, we, we actually drafted a legal agreement and uh, determined, all right, since you want to honor the school this way, you are writing the book, how will the school be supported? And so a percentage of the profits from the book will go to the school. The school will get books at a discounted rate and they can sell those and keep the prof book sales. 10% um, of all my book sales, I'm going to establish a scholarship set up with the school to help students to start and finish their degree. But I also want to raise up 50 ambassadors and say, join me in this mission of raising $250,000 to give to the school to alleviate some of um, the debt that is owed the school is currently experiencing some financial challenges and we can help. The school has had a great impact on so many with its counseling center and the different programs. You just have to read of the 
the graduates and say how the vision of Zenas Gary has touched so many. And I'm going to read the charge in here by one of the graduates. In writing the book, two of the graduates to be featured, they passed away. They had consented to be included in there. And what uh, I had to do was just go and do research. So sometimes you may not write your book, but others can write your story. And the way how this book is written is really telling the story. It's kind of like it only takes a spark to get the fire going. And we show you how the fire got going and how we are maintaining it. And as guardians of that flame, we want to pass it on. So my condolences to the family of Dr. Yvette Stewart and Mrs. Patricia Eves McKenzie. But what writing does is that it will also preserve their mission and their story and others will be touched by their lives, just like we're still being touched by Dr. Gehrig's life, even though he has passed on. But many people don't know his story. So I want to read the charge by Mrs. Patricia Eves McKenzie, the late Patricia Eves McKenzie, also a proud graduate of the Caribbean Graduate School of Theology, who ended up being the head counselor at the University of Technology. And it was her training at the Caribbean Graduate School of Theology that enabled her and qualified her to do what she did there. So you see, we need to preserve this legacy, preserve this school. It's a small school, but it is, it has a rich heritage and we want to say a bright future and it is having impact in many areas in society and more people need to know about it but the stories that are in this book are rich and they will encourage you to be great and do great things so the book is on amazon both in print and ebook form and other platforms and you can get go to cjst.edu.jm the link will be in the show notes and you can order directly from the school. When you order directly from the school, then 100% of whatever the school sells is there. So you stand to help the school in a significant way. So the charge, page 161, this is by Patricia Eves McKenzie. Set limits, but don't limit yourself. She says, know yourself, know your limits, but don't limit yourself. Decide what you want to do and go after it. Where you want to reach, go after it. Right now, there's a set of young people who are watching to see if I'm going to finish my doctorate. Because they figure if I can finish it at this age, then they can challenge themselves to do some of the things that they want to do. Believe in yourself. Okay, everybody doesn't do everything within the same time frame. I'm thinking of some young adults that they may not marry early and they say oh it can't happen don't do that to yourself you never know what the lord will bring into your life let's be prepared prepare yourself to live your best life yes try to understand people and as you understand people select your friends you need people around you who will support you my friends don't always agree with what i'm about to do but they will say, I don't agree with that, but I support you. You need people who will support you. Be genuine to your friends and they will be genuine. Remove fear and doubt from your thoughts. Don't be fearful. No.
anything that's there, if you set your mind to it, it can be achieved. As I say, it might take a longer time than other people, but that's okay. She says, I remember the dilemma when I, the children I taught at Mona Prep had when I went to university. They had finished sixth form and were at university in the same class with me. They weren't sure whether to call me Miss or Patricia. Just understand your time is your time. Whatever you are doing, put your all into it and bring other people along with you. Whatever you learn, pass it on to someone else so his or her life can be better. Understand that you're a leader in your own right and as such you have influence. Wield good influence. Jamaica needs good leaders in every sphere and see yourself as one who would be a good leader in that sphere. I said it before and I say it again. Do not limit yourself. Don't put any limits on your thinking. No, I'm not saying that you should be stupid. I'm not talking about foolish thinking. I'm saying that you have been given a mind and it can be explored. Explore life. Enjoy life. Don't have time and space to grudge or begrudge people. That's a waste of your time. That's a waste of your energy. Put your energy and time into making the world a better place. All the best. And that's a charge that's in the book from Mrs. Patricia Eves Mackenzie. So you should be able, all being well, because this week we are having... Uh, a hurricane is passing through or Hurricane Elsa and as I'm doing this recording we are having heavy rains so I hope next week all will be well and we'll be able to have the launch and you should be able to view it via my author page on Facebook that's C. Ruth Taylor I will put the link in the description and this is an example of how we can win beyond book sales. We want to sell books, of course, but the book has now given me a platform to share these people's stories, to preserve their stories. Their stories will get into homes and countries that I will never, ever visit. And it will encourage generations yet unborn if the Lord should tarry. Zenas Gerig died in 2011. But today his story is still inspiring many and the work he did, the vision he had of equipping the called for higher education and greater service to the church and the regions beyond must continue. And so I invite you to partner with us. See how you could use a book similarly. You know, this is a new, in, new kind of initiative here. It's not a history book, it's a story book, and so it's easy to read. But how could you leverage a book to preserve your family's history? How could you leverage a book to raise financial support? Don't just buy the book, but give pledges, you know, to support the cause. And if you've benefited from the story in any way, support the cause. Like I said, go to CJSD's page, CJSD edu.jm and look for online payment and you can make a payment there. So I look forward to interviewing the participants in this book and I trust that you will be enjoying those interviews starting next week and we probably will do about four interviews. 
I would love to interview Stan Gehrig, uh, the son of Zenas Gehrig. I would love to interview the president, Dr. Vivian Carr, and uh, a couple of the graduates, maybe the, the first two graduates of the school, Dr. Delano Palmer and Mrs. Faith Thomas, and uh, another person from a different island. Uh, who, who is featured in the book, maybe Dr. Errol Joseph or Dr. Anthony Oliver. Let's see how we can make it happen. But thank you for listening. Remember, take charge of your publishing. Go pen it to win and uh, dominate entrepreneurship. Tafa now, until next time. I'm Tamara Francis, educator and editor. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast with your network. If you'd like to increase your impact and income with books, visit authorpreneursecrets.com for more resources, including the books, Pen It to Win It, and Authorpreneur Secrets. Join the Authorpreneur Secrets Academy membership group for courses, coaching, and community support to write, publish, and win with books. Enrollment is in January and June each year. You may also sign up for one of Ruth's Publishing Made Easy courses or private coaching to write and publish your next book. Until next time, go pen it to win it.